the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insider on 960 The Patriot. My name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. And as always, the easiest way to reach me, it's by phone. It's 602-525-1370. If you've been listening for a long time, you'll understand that the shows are pre-recorded. Okay, so at 6.15 in the morning, if you're calling me while the show's on... Uh, I'm home, but I don't answer the phone at 6.15 in the morning because I don't want to make noise in the house. I I don't know if you can tell, but I have a loud voice when I'm in the phone. And usually at 6.15, the other people in my home are sleeping and I don't want to wake her up because that's not a great way for me to start my Saturday. If you are listening to the show and you'd like to talk to me, send me a text. I'll reach back out to you. I mentioned it last week. You know, I reached right out to the person. I gave them the information and poof, never heard back to really discuss what their issue was on the car that they had recently purchased that's already in the shop. So, and it was a used car. As I always say, I try to find articles that are worth talking about. And I found some pretty good articles that are very pertinent to the times right now. So a friend of mine sent me a letter that he received from Honda with his lease that basically stated he can buy his car through the Honda dealership. He can't trade it in any place else or he can just return it to the Honda dealership. So it basically reads the 15 best lease cars to buy now and sell for a profit. Remember, in the state of Arizona, if you lease a car, and you're not paying cash for it when you're buying it out of the lease, the transaction is normally done at the dealership that you bought the car at. could be done at a different dealership uh, from the same manufacturer. Now, in the late 90s, I was a... I did the lease returns in a dealership that leased a lot of cars. When I say leased a lot of cars, there were times I did 200 lease returns in a month. And a lot of these people were buying their cars. And one of the things about buying their cars back then was they normally were paying more than their car was worth, but it got them to a payment that they could live with. And at the time, if you leased your car, no matter what the bank said the car was worth when you went to finance, Nissan would Always finance your lease buyout as long as you made every payment on time. And I did a lot of these lease buyouts with these clients. And I will never forget, uh, had a gentleman that came in, vice president of a bank, didn't like the rate that his 
we, we told him Nissan was going to charge. He really didn't want to buy the car, but his son had taken the car away for three years and didn't tell his dad he put 90,000 miles on it. So the, the mileage penalty and the damage on the car was pretty much equal to what the buyout was. And dad was not happy. But he wanted to go into work the next day and see about financing the car through the bank he worked at. And believe it or not, his bank, the car didn't meet the guidelines. So one of the things I want people to understand is in the event you want to buy your lease out, some dealerships charge you your dock fee over, some don't. All of them are going to charge you sales tax on your residual. Uh, there are plenty of cars, and, and I feel bad right now for clients because of how the banks are going through the little loopholes that are in the contract basically saying how you can buy your car out before you go to sell it. So here's some of the cars. There are weird times we're living in. You can't find a rental car because rental companies sold them all off during the last year's pandemic. You can't get a newer, even used car because all the chips required to make them are go- being put into Sony PS5s. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that there is a microchip problem. Good luck finding a new car for sticker price, even on the least desirable brand, desirable brands lot. But one thing that can be put into the plus category right now is lease cars. Once your three-year lease is up, keep the car and sell it because that may be one of the most surefire ways to make money during this crazy year and a half that we're having. These people at IC Cars sift through almost 10 million automotive transactions to see what's happening in the market. A recent analysis turned up the list of the best lease cars to buy back and sell them for the highest profit. Yes, while in most normal years a car is worth less money than it was new at the end of a three-year lease deal, in these strange times, cars are now worth more, not less, after three years. And that is the truth. Heightened demand for used cars in the wake of this microchip shortage in the COVID-19 pandemic has led to record high used car prices. The firm notes, while high prices and diminished inventory has created a difficult market for car buyers, consumers who are at the end of their car leases can likely buy their cars and sell them at a substantial profit. The average three-year-old car is now worth 31.5% or a meaty $7,000 more than the residual estimated at the beginning of the lease term. I see car says these that's because three years ago there was no pandemic, no rental car shortage and no chip shortage. So I'm going to click on the little box that says read more and the computer's thinking. We don't want to go back to that. So we don't want to shop. If you're lucky enough to lease a Volkswagen Tiguan in 2018 and your lease is up, you now rule residual. Since the Tiguan experienced a 61.3% increase during that time period, or 86.77, just buy it at the end of the lease and sell it for a profit. Dealers calculate a vehicle's residual value based on the projected depreciation, and the value is locked in at the beginning of the car's lease. That is very true in every closed-end lease, but the dealer does not calculate the residual. The manufacturer the lender tells them what the percentage is. You cannot adjust that. You can only adjust that based on the miles that you're driving. You can't change that because you negotiate a better price. The price of the car that you're paying does not affect the residual. The miles affect the residual. 
With used car prices at record highs, the market value of lease cars is substantially higher than their residual value, which means these lessees can buy the car at the end of the lease and sell it themselves for a significant profit. They determine the top 15 three-year-old vehicles that have the largest difference in value over the predicted price. The car difference are 1.5 to 1.9 times more than the average vehicle. With all vehicles are worth more than, than predicted, while all vehicles are worth more than predicted three years ago, these are the cars with a significant difference between the current value and the predicted value is being the most significant. Below are the top 15 cars, but check your lease car to compare what your leasing company said it was worth would be worth in three years and what it's actually worth. You're probably well ahead of the game. So the number one vehicle was a Volkswagen Tiguan. Number two was a Dodge Charger. Number three was a Chevrolet Camaro. Number four is a Nissan Altima. Number five is a Volkswagen Passat. Number six was a Chrysler 300. Number four is a Nissan, I'm sorry, number seven is a Nissan Leaf. Number eight is the Chevy Malibu. Number nine is the Hyundai Elantra. Number 10 is the Mazda 6. Number 11 is the Kia Forte. Number 12 was the Jeep Compass. Number 13 was the Jeep Cherokee. 14 was a Nissan Versa. And number 15 was a Ford Expedition. So what you have to remember is not only you want to check what the value is, you want to check what your options are. Now, if you're planning on buying the car and you're going to drive it for two more years, you have to be careful because what happens, and there is no crystal ball, what happens if all of a sudden there's new car inventory and the used car values drop? Okay, Now you have a car that you overpaid for. Now, do I like this article? Absolutely. If you have intentions and you can sell your car in the first 30 days after you bought it, buy your lease out and sell it. But remember, remember to follow. It's just like buying a car in a car dealership. Uh, there are dealerships that have rules about buying vehicles. I mentioned earlier I was uh, I handled the lease returns. A lot of times people would want to buy their lease out, but they didn't lease the car from the dealership I worked at, and I was instructed by the general manager not to help those people, not to facilitate their lease buyout. And the reason was is they were going back to dealerships that they leased the cars from, and they were being hit with dealership fees for buying out the lease. Now, the only fee that we had was you paid your dock fee, okay? And the reason that they... The, the lender allowed the dealerships to do that because they were redoing the paperwork on the car. But we were not putting people through inspections. We were not putting people through this. We were not putting, you know, we were not adding this percentage of the price of the car for, you know, dealer profit or a market adjustment. It was a closed end lease with the residual value. And some of the contracts even said that you could charge $150 for the dealership. We didn't even do that even though we were allowed based on the contract. It's very important to understand what it is. It's just like buying a car. You're buying your car. Now, if you have a Ford, you're buying the car through the Ford dealership. 
Uh, and the thing you have to watch now, one of the things that you can't do like you used to be able to do was you could take that equity and apply it to the car you were purchasing and not have to pay the tax to buy the car out. out and there were actually some dealers that would show your lease trade in uh, and give you the tax savings credit. Not all dealerships do that. That's a whole other conversation. But folks, you absolutely want to know what is going on with your lease car before you decide to just give it back. Once again, easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. Very special thanks to Lundy's Pure Volkswagen for all their years of support uh, on the uh, show. And if anybody's interested, they have sitting on the showroom floor a 1974 Volkswagen thing. Uh, I think it was white with a lot of blue trim and it had the white and blue kind of canvas canopy top. Uh, it's the owner's personal vehicle, and he is looking to let that car go. If you'd like to get a little more information about that vehicle, feel free to call me once again. It's 602-525-1370, or call the dealership themselves and ask for Rich Deshaitis, general sales manager of the dealership. Once again, my number, easiest way to reach me, Gary Green, 602 602- 525-1370. I'm the host of the show, Your Car Insider, and I want to thank everybody for listening. The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Earnhardt Honda is proud to have received this prestigious award many times, and they want to show you why they're the top-selling Honda dealer in the Central and West Phoenix Valley regions. Earnhardt Honda's mission is to provide their customers with world-class service in every phase of the sales and service experience. 100% customer satisfaction is General Manager Joey Staples' goal. The staff at Earnhardt Honda participate in continuous training programs to improve industry and product knowledge and new ways to continue to provide top-notch customer service. Joey realizes that customers have a choice. And when customers like you choose Earnhardt Honda, you have put your implicit trust in them. Joey appreciates and is honored to have your trust. You can reach him at his desk by calling 623-463-4308 or visit him at Earnhardt Honda, located in Avondale or online at EarnhardtHonda.com. Monta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Valley. Welcome back to Your Car Insider on 960 The Patriot. Once again, the easiest way to reach me, it's by phone. It's 602-525-1370. Website is Your Car Insiders. Uh, there's a contact page. I'll reach back out to you. I promise I'll get back to you if you send an email. If you don't put a phone number in there, I'm going to send you an email. If you put a phone number in there, don't be surprised if I call you. I do not get emails to my phone, so... I check my emails multiple times a day when I'm home. If I'm not home, I check them in the morning, and I always check them, you know, before I have dinner. Uh, but like I said, the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. 
you know, I'm going I'm to go back over a couple of things that we I've always talked about. And, you know, when people call me and they start telling me about cars I saw on Auto Trader and cars I saw on Cars.com and cars I saw on Car Gurus, remember something. All of these used car ads have some kind of disclaimer in them. And some of them actually bullet point what the fees are going to be, what the additional charges are going to be when you arrive at the dealership and try to buy that car for the advertised price. So I had a nice young, a nice gentleman call me this week and he was looking at a Chrysler 300. And the car was online for, I want to say, $27,000 and change. And I pulled the Carfax on the car because I like to do that. As I said, you know, in the past, I don't buy a car based on a condition report. I buy a car based on the car, but like to see what that condition report says. So as I'm reading the Carfax, it shows me the date the vehicle was sold at the auction. And it shows me what the miles are on the car. And I was able to go into the auction report and actually find that vehicle. So I asked Kevin on the phone. Now, Kevin, I'm telling you that they're going to add fees to the price of the car. They've only had the car a couple of days. And the funny thing was the car was advertised for about $700 more than they paid for the car at the auction. They pay to get the car from the auction to the dealership, and that price does not include the auction fee. doesn't include the pack that the owner of the dealership is going to put on the car, and it doesn't include the bill that they're going to run through the service department. So when he asked me what I thought was a fair price, I told him if you could buy that car online for what it's online for and not have to pay anything above that, it is a great price. He was buying a car, and I called it a gap car or a bridge car. He's, he traded his car in and bought something else, and he's already sold what he bought and wants to replace the car that he had traded in. And we missed it by a day. We actually found where his car was, and it had already been sold. And I explained to him, it scares me buying, a, if you're going to buy a bridge car and you're going to buy a car that you're going to drive for a short period of time, okay, and when I say a short period of time, say you need something just for a year, okay, you might overpay now, but the most important thing is try to buy something that's still under factory warranty because you don't want to buy something that you're going to drive for a year and you get into your Chrysler 300 and the radio doesn't turn on or there's an issue with the transmission. Now, I have Chrysler products and the Chrysler products I have have service contracts on them. Uh, I've replaced my radio uh, multiple times in my Challenger and I've, I'm have i on, a, I think, the second air conditioning compressor and the the one of the times when it went, it actually locked up so hard that it snapped the fan belt when it locked up and it all got entwined into the, under the hood. So remember, you can bounce anything you want off of me. I have no problem with that. And I'm the most helpful person in the world as long as you remember that I'm helping you and I'm not selling you anything. So, you know, the gentleman that I'm no longer going to help that I've been working with for a few days, uh, 
he, I found, we found a car and he wasn't very good with communicating with me hours and hours to get back to me. And every car we found, by the time he got back to me, these cars were sold. I don't like working car deals on the computer, in the emails, on the phone. If you would like to buy a car and you want my help, my favorite thing to do is to meet you at the dealership and see if we can't buy that car. And if you buy the car, when it's all done, you pay me $400. If we get there and you don't buy the car, and you don't buy the car for a good reason, uh, and it's not one of these where, you know, I've been with people, uh, and it hasn't happened often, but I actually had a client that said to me, if I, that said to the guy at the dealership, if I came back tomorrow without Gary, how much less would you sell me the car for? The person was convinced the dealership was paying me. And the salesman at the dealership said, you don't understand. The only reason we're giving you this price is because you're here with him. So the answer to your question is the car will be more tomorrow if you came back without Gary. That price was given to Gary, not to you. Once I start to get treated like I'm a salesperson in a car dealership, I'm no longer in, interested in being involved in that because if I wanted to be treated that way, I'd make a whole hell of a lot more money and I'd go work in a car dealership as a sales manager. I don't want to do that. I enjoy helping people buy cars. So what happened with this gentleman was we found a car, he wanted to go look at it, and then all of a sudden, you know, I had sent him a text at 7 o'clock at night letting him know that I was sitting down with my wife to have dinner and we found a great TV show. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's on Amazon Prime and we decided we're going to watch these seven, eight seasons of this show. So the shows are 45 minutes. It's like watching a six, eight hour movie. Uh, we're not going to sit and watch all eight seasons in a row and not leave. But my thing was I'm sitting down with my family. I will talk to you tomorrow. He continues to text continues to text me. And all of a sudden at 8:30 he lets me know, "Well, I'd like to go look at that car and by the way, I have a 2013 Kia Optima with 134,000 miles on it and it's not running." Well, when you have a car that's not running, it doesn't have a lot of value to a dealership. Now, most of the dealerships that I worked in when you had a car that wasn't running, we didn't give you anything for the car. You got a dollar, a hundred bucks to Because A, we got to get it to the dealership. B, it's got to go to the auction. And C, it's getting towed to the auction. So we really weren't interested. So what I had sent him was, after he sent that text at 830, uh, I mentioned to him, hey, you're starting to treat me like someone that works in a dealership, not someone that's trying to help you. I'm not sure if you missed the part at 7 o'clock when I asked you, told you that I was going to be spending the evening having dinner, watching some TV with my wife. I don't appreciate you not respecting my time. I respect people's time all the time, all the time. When I go to a car dealership and you don't buy a car, 
I'm not worried about that time. I don't look at that as a waste of time. But if I'm going to help you, you have to tell me everything up front prior to ever visiting a car dealership. Monta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Moon Valley. Welcome back to Your Car Insider on 960 The Patriot. I want to send out a very special thanks to Adam Breen at Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale. Uh, Adam's truly become a friend. He does a wonderful job helping my clients get vehicles. Uh, he does a great job. I call him, you know, p- pulling Hyundais out of a hat. Uh, they're, 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 cars are hard to find right now. You know, I've been at multiple, multiple dealerships that had less than 20, 20 new cars sitting on the ground. But one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, I mentioned in the prior segment about these disclaimers and these dealer ads. So there's four components or, or five components to you looking at a buyer's order. One is the price that you're paying for the car. And then there's the trade-in, if you have one. How much is your sales tax? How much is the dock fee? And how much are the license plates? Now, a lot of buyer's orders have words such as dealer installed accessories. And that changes the price of the car. They don't put it in the price of the car. It's a line below. So you need to be able to follow the math. And when I talk about following the math, remember this. The figures don't lie, but liars figure. And what they're trying to do when you're buying a car is find out what's the most important thing to you. There are people that get fixated on the price of the car. There's people that get fixated on what the monthly payment is. There are people that get fixated on the trade-in. There are people that get fixated on down payment. So in the old days, it was called a four square. And I'm drawing four squares. And on the top, it was the price. It was the trade. It was the down payment. And it was the monthly payment. And when I got in the car business in 1988, we would pick up a phone while we were sitting in the office and we would dial the phone um, the phone, or just pick it up and hit a button and one of the sales managers would answer the phone. And we would say, hi boss, it's Gary and I'm with Mr. Jeremy Siegel and he would like to buy stock number, blah, 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 blah. And the sales manager would say, now Gary, according to my Computer, that's a 1989 Nissan Maxima. Yes. And you've listed all of the additional equipment that's been added to the vehicle. The door edge guards, the paint protectant, the window tint, whatever. Yes. Is Mr. Siegel prepared to buy the vehicle now 
now if the numbers work for him. And we would write the word now, and we would draw a little line with an X, and I would say, hey, are you, if we could work out all the details to your satisfaction, would you buy the car now? And when they said yes, you would go on. And then you would give them information about the trade-in. So you would tell them what the trade-in was, and they would come back and say, okay, today's selling price with the additional dealer-added equipment is $12,995. The current market value on their trade-in is between $3,000 and $3,800. And they would say, with 25% down, your monthly payment would be. And they would take the 13000 they'd add the tax and license, and they'd come back and they would say something along the lines. With $3,000 down, for 36 months, the monthly payment is $512 a month. And I'm just making up those numbers. And we would turn around and that piece of paper, and you would say, now, if we can work out all the details to your satisfaction, would you buy it now? They would say yes 99% of the time. And you'd have them initial that. And then you would say, okay, today's selling price is $12,900, $12,995. Current market value on your trade-in is between three and $3,800 with a down payment of $3,000. And lenders generally require 25% down. Your monthly payment would be 36 months at $512 a month. Now, nobody financed their cars for 36 months. That was just a way to start the negotiations. And when you turn that around, you would say, and all I need is your signature on the bottom, approving this, and I'll get the car washed and gassed and ready for you to go home in it. And you would shut up and you'd put your pen down. And 99% of the time, the first person who spoke lost. So what you were hoping for was the customer to say something. Well, you know, I thought my trade-in was worth $5,000. That's their hot button. That's the most important thing to their trade. Or they would come back and say, I have no money down. That's their hot button. They don't want 36-month financing, and they don't want a $512 payment. What I'm trying to say is they don't use four squares anymore. They just use a piece of paper that outlines all those numbers. Negotiating has not changed over the last 33 years of me being in the car industry. Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, views come to the right place. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. 
You know, just before the break, I was talking about the math. And it's most important to remember that the math doesn't lie to you. Do not get caught up in negotiating a car deal based on what your what you want your monthly payment to be. You know, and it's very simple. You know, you can't buy a $40,000 car and have a $350 payment with no money down. Uh, I'm not a fan of buying a car and financing it for 84 months. I'm not a fan of going past 75 months. However, based on your credit, if you can get a low interest rate for 84 months and you're planning on keeping your car for 10 years and you're okay with buying a warranty and understand that I don't think it's the smartest thing to do, you know, but I had a conversation with somebody the other day and it lowered their payments $65 a month, but in the total cost of the loan, it was less than $700. So they didn't care as much that it was costing them more money over the long run because they were going to pay the car off over four or five years, but they were now locked into the lower monthly payment. What I tell people is you can always pay more a month. You just can't pay less. You know, I was talking earlier and I was talking about that four square. Okay, the only difference t- between today and now is we used to d- do a lot of stuff with Sharpies and smiley faces and okay, you win and okay, let's make a deal. That was on a four square. Today, it's called a sales menu. I'll never forget telling a trainer that when I worked for AutoNation in the early 2000s was it didn't matter to me what you were putting the numbers on. Negotiating is negotiating. Now, one thing that makes me crazy when I watch these people in the car dealerships today. They go out of their way to make the process take longer. Okay. When we, you, you would move to the deal, get the numbers in front of the customer, get a commitment from the customer, get the customer to pay a little bit more and sell a car. You wanted to try to sell the car to the client, the customer while they were excited. Okay. Remember this. There's two ways to buy a car. There's the smart way, which I call logical, and there's the dangerous way, which is excitement. Okay, the salesman's building excitement. When you're driving through, when we used to drive people back from the test drive, you would say to the people, hey, do me a favor, just pull the car in and park it right in the sold row over there. And if they did that, that was a clue to you that they may have already taken mental ownership that they're buying the car or you would ask questions who's the first person that you're going to show your new car to or are you going to be excited to drive your new car to work tomorrow now the one thing i will tell you is you don't as a salesman we didn't ask those questions you don't ask yes or no questions. Everything has to be an open-ended question. And if you start dealing with the salesperson that's asking you yes, no questions, I'm pretty sure you're going to be dealing with somebody that hasn't been doing this that long. Now, I deal with some guys that have been salesmen for 35 years. And I always laugh when I talk to them and they start to get so excited about, you know, showing the car or doing this or doing that or doing this or doing that and talking about the excitement. And I always have to reel them in and say, hey, remember, I did what you're doing. We're not here for the the excitement. I'm here with you because I just want you to show them the vehicle. They're not going to discuss the numbers with you. They're not going to discuss anything other than how the features in the car work. And I warn people, 
These cars are so sophisticated. Please don't think that you're going to know how everything works in a brand new car when you get home. It's always welcome to be brought back to a dealership. Some of the dealerships have service, uh, I'm sorry, delivery coordinators. They, some of them call them geniuses. They're just people that the only thing that they're there to do is make sure that Mr. Customer knows how the car works. Now, here's one of the most important things right now in the car industry. This article was written on September 3rd in the, a publication called The Drive. Now, You've got to have seen what's going on with the rain that's been in the last 45 days. You know, I it looked like a movie when you saw what the subways looked like in Manhattan. Uh, cars turned into boats in New Orleans. Cars turned into boats in Manhattan. So this article is very, very important, I think, for anybody to read that states how to spot water damage on a flooded used car okay you need to read this if you're looking for a used car and the cars from out of state flooding whether caused by hurricanes severe storms or other reasons is the most common natural disaster in america according to the census.gov these delusions Deluges happen all over the country and affect millions of people by displacing families from their homes and destroying billion dollars of property, including cars, trucks, crossovers, and SUVs. And with scientists saying extreme weather events are on the rise, more of us could be dealing with flooding and flood-damaged vehicles than we did a few years ago. To make matters worse, the damaged goods continue to wreak havoc on the public beyond the time and location of the event through various methods of fraud and deception. One of the most common examples is of this ill will is a flood-damaged vehicle listed as a clean-used car by most unscrupulous by the most unscrupulous of individuals. Now, when you read something and it says... Branded title, salvage, restored salvage, lemon law buyback. Okay, a flood damaged car is not a lemon law buyback car. A restored salvage title is a vehicle that had a salvage title and was inspected by the state. But please understand, the state of Arizona is not inspecting the condition of the vehicle. They're inspecting that the VIN number is still where it belongs on the car. Okay. Vehicle identification number history services have greatly reduced the likelihood of buyers purchasing flood cars without their knowledge, but evil never rests. And the scammers will always find new ways to scam, whether that's lying on a title, forging signatures, forging documentation altogether. Grifters will grift. Here at The Drive, we know how difficult and expensive buying a car, especially a used car, already is. And nobody deserves to be tricked during one of the most important purchases of their lives. We've assembled some tips and tools that will help guard against being duped. Read our advice below. First, ask the seller. Then check the title and vehicle history. I love when you look at... uh, uh, Craigslist, and it'll say rebuilt title, vehicle totaled, vehicle rebuilt due to damage to front bumper. Uh, damage to front bumper doesn't total a car. 
Not all sellers are complete crooks, so if you look them in the eyes and ask for the truth, they might tell you. But we're cynics, so don't count on it. I'm one of those cynics. If they say the car isn't a flood car and the title doesn't have a branded label, your hunch should then begin with a VIN check and then be completed with services like Carfax, VIN check. You can also check Auto Check. Now remember, I've looked at cars that the Carfax shows an accident and the Auto Check doesn't. It's not telling you to run multiple Carfax reports, auto check reports on the same vehicle. Check the National Insurance Crime Data, Crime Bureau database. While you're at it, a great resource for learning about a vehicle's history is the National Insurance Crime Bureau database, a free VIN check tool on the web on the website aims to assist in determining if a vehicle has been reported as stolen but not recovered or reported as a salvage vehicle by participating NICB member insurance companies. Take note, however, the database is only as good as vehicles that have been involved with insurance, so not all flood cars are in there. If cars get flooded, they get taken to the auction. They're sold at the auction through insurance companies or through insurance companies that didn't report that stuff yet. You could end up buying a vehicle that still has a clean history report. My area never floods. Do I still need to worry about flood cars? You sure do. Yes, absolutely. Part of the slippery scheme to sell crummy flood cars is dispersing the flood cars away from where they were damaged. So the disaster is out of mind of prospective buyers. These cars are most often moved to nearby states, but they could really end up anywhere. Keep this in mind when searching for used cars, especially if a major flood recently occurred. How? Here's how to spot water damage on a used car. These tips offer advice to finding out if a used car has previously been flooded, but none of them are guarantees. It's possible some of the points of interest could have been caused by something else. So I like this. It's a case-by-case situation. Rust. When there's water, especially salt water, getting into the parts of your car where it is not designed to go is going to touch metal surfaces that are susceptible to oxidation. That rust might look small at the time, but will continue to grow and might sprout in places you aren't aware or of or can't even see. Make sure you check these spots for signs of rust from water damage. Brake components, suspension components, steering components, the frame, and nuts and bolts. I remember going to an auction, a Mannheim Auto Auction, looking for a pickup truck for somebody. And it was just really weird. They were 2,500 Dodge diesels. And the suspension components, all of the bolts and a lot of the components had rust on them. So when I asked one of the guys about it, he says, Gary, it's really simple. They're leased trucks to a mining company. These cars go in and out of water that's up to the doors in the vehicles. So, and it was every single one of these rental trucks that had that damage. That doesn't mean that you can't buy one and get under the car and clean everything up and under you know undercoat the car it's not something that you you don't want to buy a car thinking of how you're going to fix the rust rust won't only be the thing growing inside your car after sub, sub, 
extended time in the drink. If carpeting, carpet mats, fabric seats, or other types of absorbent materials are soaked in flood water before they were rescued, there are likely all sorts of organisms growing inside the cloth and the foam. If it's been long enough and the sellers aren't good at hiding the damage, you might see mold growing inside of your vehicle. If a car has a bad odor... Or if a car has a fruity odor, and what I mean by a fruity odor, if the car smells like it's been deodorized, you need to take a really good look at it. Now, if you look under and it looks like the bolts were painted on the seats recently, that means that the interior might have been pulled out of the car uh, based on the seats coming out and new carpeting being put in. I always tell people, if you buy a brand new, if you buy a used car and you know that the car was just detailed and you know it was just detailed because the carpet's a little wet and the seats are a little wet, it's kind of like when you do your laundry and you forget to take it out of the washer and you, you remember it three days later and you got that smell and that smell doesn't go away. So... Flood water picks up nasty thing that is usually stuck to your streets and yards, and it swirls it all together like natural disaster jungle juice. That slime then works in ways, it's ways into your car and all over every single surface, surface, combining with all that's usually stuck in your carpet, seats, and interior crevices. If the mold isn't smelling up the joint and it's musty mist, there's something else that might stink. Damage underneath the carpets, car parts that look too new, physically damaged electrical wires or connectors, malfunctioning electronics. Okay, if you have a problem with your car and the and you end up buying the car not known to you, it was in a flood and all of a sudden three weeks later, your radio is not working and they can find out that the radio was submerged in water. They're not fixing that under warranty. Water inside lights, okay? If you notice water floating around in the in the headlights or in the rear bezels of your, your taillights, you have a problem. This article, it's a really good article. It's The Drive. I, I don't have time to finish it, but it's How to Spot Water Damage on a flood, Flooded Used Car. My name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. In a real quick rundown, want to send out a special thanks to Joey Staples at Earnhardt Honda, Adam Breen at Earnhardt Hyundai, uh, Chad Sasan at Rodeo Kia, David Garcia and Alex Medina at Rodeo Ford, and a very special thanks for all the help I got this week at Peoria Volkswagen. Rich DeSitis, what a pleasure doing business there. Once again, 602-525-1370. I'll be back next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.